Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Irene Locked Up Radio Show with your host, Minister Amen. And you're listening to it on the Win Network. Yes, that's right, Win Network. Together, we win. They do. Well, 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 thank you again for joining me. Good evening to each and every one of you out there tonight in Radio Land. Thank you um, for joining us. Again, you know this is our third season uh, and the third show. And so uh, I'm just tickled pink that uh, we've, we've, we're still on the air. Praise God. I want to um, just really sh- share my heart that I'm so glad that uh, you guys still come out and listen and um, the fan base continues to grow and uh, not just nationally but internationally I believe we have another three or four other countries that has come on board and so know that we are praying for each and every one of you across the world Um, our prayer teams are out there praying for each and every one of your countries this entire month of October so anyway, y'all know who I am, right? I am Minister Annie Bell, the host and creator of Irene Blog Talk Radio Show, which is an outreach of wealth management ministries. We are endeavoring to bring talk therapy to survivors of child abuse, sex trafficking, and other traumas, as well as providing awareness, prevention, and resources to the community. So I got a question for you. What is the single greatest cause of injury to women? Do, 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 do. I'm going to give you a clue. Uh, it affects one in three women in the U.S. Okay, I'll give you another clue. Every nine seconds, a woman in the United States is beaten or assaulted. What is the cause? You're right. Domestic violence. And, and that is reported by the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. But let me put it in context, because sometimes those statistics, um, it, it, it flies over our head, because, it, you know, what does it mean? Well, if you add all of the soldiers' lives that were lost in the Afghanistan and Iraq war during that same 11-year time frame, the number of women 
killed by current or former male partners nearly doubled that of those who died in those wars. What? I mean, that's phenomenal. I mean, that's, that's so many women. Men, stop beating and killing your women. You know, and women, stop letting your man beat on you. You are not a punching bag. My guest tonight is Mrs. Kimberly Brown. And um, she is known as the self-worth coach and entrepreneur. And she is going to help me have some real straight talk about this very hard topic called domestic violence. It is October, uh, Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So it is apropos that we set this entire month to focus on just that. So without further ado, welcome to the studio, Ms. Brown. Thank you so much. Good evening, everybody. I know you're so very busy, so uh, again, I am honored to have you on board. Um, I know we, I, I just kind of gave you some, um, gave out the audience some really hard-hitting facts. But before we get started, of course, I want my audience to connect with you and to um, feel the love from you. So please tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, we're going to talk about your ministry and, and uh, the work that you do out here in the community. But tell us about yourself. Absolutely. Well, once again, my name is Kimberly Brownie, and I am known as the self-worth coach. I'm a business entrepreneur, a mother of four, a wife, and a very busy lady. However, I do make time to fight the causes that are holding us back as women, and this is a very important one that we're discussing tonight. Yes, yes, yes. Well, um, mother of four, you really don't look like you have four kids. You, you look so young, and you know, because you know, kids can tire us out. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Praise God for His anointing. <laughs> yes. Amen. <laughs> to that. Well, we're going to go ahead and get started. Now, this is a somber topic. You know, we this Irene, we talk about some really somber topics because one, it needs to be discussed. There's some ugly things going on in this nation and around the world. Um, my, a friend of mine sent me a uh, news article from CNN that said uh, the women in, um, is it Iran? Um, Iran are now able to drive. And I'm yes, thinking, yes. is that, yeah. I'm like, they're just now being able to drive. And so, I said, okay, you know, I'm going to still celebrate because that's still a win for the women. But then when I read a little closer, it said that boys um, or young men at the age of 18 are able to start driving. But the mm-hmm. women, even though this new law came into place, can't drive until they're 30. And um, that didn't sit with me very well. And across the waters around the world, women are so so, um, gosh, I don't, oppressed, you know, and, um, and so we talk about these things because it needs to be brought up. We need to make sure that we are speaking candidly about these issues that are so ugly and, um, because it affects humans. It's not, you know, women are not objects. We are human and we hurt 
constantly bleed. And so um, let's talk about this ugly topic called domestic violence because I want that to end. So you, I understand, was a witness um, and a survivor yourself, but let's first talk about what you witnessed um, uh, as a, earlier in your, um, in your life about this domestic violence. Sure, absolutely. Well, my first uh, run-in, I would say, or my first real memory of domestic violence was a case involving my sister. My sister was married um, young. She had been with her husband for, you know, a little bit. And, of course, once the marriage was, I guess as they would say, sealed, um, he began to change. He was a very jealous person, very overprotective and it came to the point where she couldn't come home late or either dinner couldn't be ready late. And it started with a push. That's usually what happens. Usually it starts off with conversation and it leads to something physical. It may not go all out the first time, but eventually it led up to that. And then the one incident where it really spoke to me was my sister ended up coming home late. And they ended up getting into an altercation, and my sister ended up having two black eyes being pulled down the step by her ankles. And it was a very big issue for our family. It was so big to the point that my brother came to the location where everything was going on, and my brother ended up going to jail for beating my sister's husband. Wow. I mean, hooray. I mean, I'm sad that he went to jail. But I'm so glad that somebody um, was able to stick up for her. I mean, I'm sad that it ended violently, but I'm so glad. I mean, I'm kudos to your brother um, for standing up to, to, to that bully because that's what they are. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I wanted to make sure I injected that no, applause. No, <laughs> That is correct. You are correct. Definitely. I mean, he's a hero in our eyes anyway. But that was definitely, that's what needed to go on because so often what happens is, as in my sister's case, the abuser, they will make the victim feel as if they have no one, as if there's Mm -hmm. no one to stand up for them. So when it comes to the point of them having someone, it's a blow to the person, to the abuser, which it was a blow. And, of course, they'll try to intimidate, as they do with the victim, but, of course, that did not work with my brother. But we Mm -hmm. have to remember that when it comes to the victim, that's the issue. Usually they're so beat down that the abuser has beat them down so much to where they tell them, you know, nobody's going to help you. Nobody's going to believe you. Nobody's going to help you. That wasn't And that's part of their tactic. Um, You know, and not that there's this book out there how to, you know, beat down your wife or girlfriend, but there is a tactic that somehow there is, you know, that is followed. And one of it, you know, one of them is is isolation and alienation. They isolate the uh, wife or girlfriend. And, and, you know, although we're talking a lot about women because that is the larger number, but, you know, we know that men get abused as well. Um, but you know, that's what they do. They, they start to, oh, you know, I want you all to myself. Why you have to call your mom? Can you, you know, why are you all in your friend's face? You know, I want you to be with me more. And that is the tactic that is used to, uh, isolate them. And so they feel like they have no one. 
you know. Um, so that's very true, what you said, which and which is sad. So tell me then, um, what finally made her leave that abusive marriage? Well, this incident was a really big incident. Like I said, my brother had ended up going to jail protecting her. However, she still wanted to protect the abuser. She was wow. upset because he got beat. But we have to remember when it comes to the victim that once again, the victim has been beat down. The victim mm-hmm. usually 80% of the time wants to protect the abuser because they feel desperate. They feel as if that's all they're going to get or either they fear them to the point where I can't leave. If I leave, he said he's going to do something to me. So once again, it's that where they're, they've beaten them down. Their self-esteem is totally gone. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing that we make, the biggest pro- the biggest issue that we have is we always judge the victim. But you have to remember the process that they've gone through and for the amount of time that they've gone through it. So with this, she went back, and then the incident happened. Another incident happened, and then she, you know, she ended up coming back. She just said that that was enough. She had mm-hmm. had enough. It took quite some time. It had been going on. This wasn't the first incident. So this had been going on for quite some time without anyone knowing about it, which usually 80% of the time, that's exactly what happened. Wow. And your brother, um, did he get out? Um, Absolutely. Did any, were any charges placed on yes, him? Yes, he had charges, but charges were dropped. Good. So he did get out. But it's the fact of, you know, most of the time we would look at the situation. If myself, if I wasn't involved in it, being so close with the situation, I would have looked at it and said, how dare the sister allow her brother to go to jail, and then she'd yeah. turn around and take him back. That's and what most of us would him. Goodness gracious. Exactly. Because naturally we're going to judge the situation. But however, mm-hmm. so close in the situation and knowing my sister, myself, you have to understand that the person, they've gone through a lot of trials. This is, this is never the first time. It's always right. where it's series, and they've just been beat down so much. So it takes a long time in order for you to build them back up. It doesn't happen overnight. So what they have to do first is they have to find value within themselves. Because That's unless right. they are worthy themselves, they're not going to think that they're worthy to have something better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're so right. Um, so much centers around what they, how they see them themselves. You know, when you look in the mirror, what do you see? And um, and, and like you said, it's so right. It, we are already on that quarter hour, so uh, we're going to take a quick two-minute break. But please, everybody, keep your cheeks in the seats. We're going to be right back. Hello, everybody. My name is Minister Annie Bell, and I am the host of Irene's Blog Talk Radio Show, where we endeavor to bring talk therapy to survivors of child abuse, sex trafficking, and other traumas, as well as being the vehicle by which we use to bring awareness and resources to the community to aid in the prevention of these abuses. Irene, which is a declarative acronym for the individual survivor, that means I, I identify myself as a survivor, no longer a victim. R, reclaim my life. E, excel at living. I, illuminate the dark. G, 
grow in Christ, and end, nurture myself and others. This declarative acronym has developed into a victorious lifestyle brand that empowers and aids in the healing journey of our survivors of abuse, sex trafficking, and other traumas. I have also written a book entitled with the namesake, I Reign, A Survivor's Guide to Thrive, which is now available at Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble. Pick up your copy today and join me every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. here on We Inspire Network Radio, where together, through God, we win. If we endure, we shall reign with Him. Welcome back to I Rain Blog Talk Radio Show with your host, Minister Annie Bear. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You, if you just tuned in, you are tuned in to the I Rain Blog Talk Radio Show, and I am Minister Annie Bell, your host this evening. If you are interested in advertising with Win Radio, please give our uh, marketing department a call at 201-477-0469, and we're going to give you some good, good rates. So give us a call. Now, we are back with our guest, Ms. Kimberly Brownie, and um, she was just talking about, you know, this having self-worth and having uh, your self-esteem intact. So, Miss um, Brownie, you go ahead and finish saying, making your statement about the need and the importance of that. Okay, as I was stating before, when we look at situations like this, what we have to remember in the victim is their self-esteem is gone. Nine times out of ten, they've been beat down so much that that's gone. So until they feel worthy themselves, until they feel confident within themselves, the situation can't change. Because when you look at the situation, you have to think, if I value myself and I know how much I'm worth, I would never allow anyone else determine my value. So mm-hmm. you never allow anyone to do anything to you if you already were very confident and felt that you were worthy. And mm-hmm. usually the they do not. Right. And you actually are speaking from um personal experience as well cuz you went through something um something like that. Tell me about your experience. Well, I had a a bad experience with my first husband, Um, a violent situation before marriage. Um, I was in a situation where he, I had no idea that he drank. He came back to his residence drunk. I was there with him, ended up getting into an altercation. He just snapped all of a sudden, and it was to the point where the violence was so bad that I had to try to get myself out of that situation. Once again, like I just love, I ended up giving him another opportunity for us to be together after some time. However, I still ended up giving him another opportunity. So once again, question, I didn't feel evidently that I was worthy enough because it would have been it after the first time, but it wasn't. That's why when I do the speaking and when I'm coaching people, I'll let them know you have to understand that when it comes to victims, 
we have to understand and listen to them and without judgment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know more uh, empathy, you know, towards yes. the person because there's something going on there. There's something going on more than just um, a, a, a man hitting a woman, but something, you know, a disconnect with themselves, the the, the women of uh, their esteem, their worth, the value of themselves. And the, 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 the thing is you and your sister actually did not come from a, um, you know, a violent uh Home setting. Your parents were very Absolutely loving. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. We sure did not. We had a two-parent household. My father was there. Um, we have siblings. People. People sometimes. You know, we have all these. We have different myths and different things, different thoughts mm-hmm. that people think when it comes to situations like this. A lot of people like to make excuses about the household or the composition or whatever. Nine times out of ten, that really. Sometimes it has something to do with it, but when people look at it, they'll think that you came from, oh, she must have come from a single household, the mother was gone all the time, she doesn't have any value, and that wasn't the case in our cases. We had a very mm-hmm. firm foundation. We had a mm-hmm. very firm foundation. However, when it came to the situations, we both handled it differently. Like I said, it had happened to my sister over and over again, and we found that out later, and with me, it happened that one time with him. However, I came from a very strong foundation. I came from a mm-hmm. foundation where the women in my family are very strong, very yeah. strong. There's no tolerance for any of that. However, when it came to me and that situation, I think it was more of I felt sorry for him because he later told me about his situation. So I think I made an excuse because of the pity that I felt for him and his situation. And with his mm-hmm. situation... What I'm referring to is he lost his mother at the hands of his father. So you wow. have to, not making an excuse, but you have to stop and think. Behavior is learned. So yes. if that was the behavior that he learned, that his mother was already inferior to his father, his mother was lower than his father, his father was the protector, he was the ruler, he was the king. So that's what he knew. That's what he saw growing up. I guess in our situation, it just came out once the alcohol got into him. And I guess mm-hmm. it just came out. He was a very beautiful person. Very beautiful mm-hmm. person. Very good father. Once we were married, we had kids. Very beautiful father. However, in that situation, I believe because of the past and how he was brought up and the tragedy that happened, because when things happen and we don't take care of those things in our mind, it's going to rule our lives. It does. And I, mean, I think that was the situation in his case. Yes, yes. I believe that, you know, um, he did not get a chance to, to resolve that issue, which came comes out because it, it has to come out. Whatever's inside, I mean, it has to come out, and it came out. Uh, it, during when he drinks, um, exactly. and that, that's why a lot you know the old timers used to call him call it spirit because yes. the um, the alcohol uh, did you know did stuff to people. Now you know I want to talk about the generational curses, environmental causations because you know you really hit on a lot of points. 
another thing that happened with your um, first husband, you know, it could say, hey, this was a generational thing that came down. He saw his dad do it, and so he himself did it. I don't know if his grandfather did it, but do you believe in the generational curse or the generational causation? You know, I believe in it in certain cases, depending on the behavior. We can't use that as an excuse for all bad behavior, but I do believe in instances like this when it comes to domestic abuse. I think it could be a number of things, but in this case, I do believe it's generational because his father was an alcoholic as well. Mm. He um, mm-hmm. having a bout with the alcohol. He wasn't an alcoholic, but that's when I had the issue with him was behind alcohol. So mm-hmm. to me, the behavior was learned. And it's the same mm-hmm. way with sexual, when there's sexual abuse. It's the same mm-hmm. thing. You know, yeah. there's always, it's either the abuser has been abused themselves or either they've seen that type of abuse done. So once again, it's behavior that's learned. It's learned behavior. Either it trickles down in the line because if the abuser has been abused and they've kept it in, it's festered like a sore. It has to come out somehow. That's right. And, you know, and it is a sore because if it's not resolved, if it's not healing or healed, it is not resolved and it will um, manifest itself in differing ways and um and like you said environmentally generationally what we see as children what we see we emulate uh and uh they only know what what they what we show them and statistically speaking of course you know it you are in an uh, you and your your family are a bit of an anomaly because you you said you didn't grow up with that violence but you succumb, you not as long, um, and you uh, only had that one incident, which I'm I'm so glad for. I'm so glad that you did take a chance on him, and um, it worked out. Because for so many, statistically speaking, we know that if they're going to hit you one time, they'll hit you again. And, um, and that's what the statistic says, right. And But Absolutely. for you, that wasn't the case. But for your sister, it was. And, um, you know, and I'm going to tell you, it takes a certain type of person to be able to live through that type of fear day in and day out. Um, certain type of person, and, you know, we can't say that they are weak. Um, they have to be pretty doggone strong to, to, to stay in it. Um, but the thing is, they don't have to. You know, you don't have to stay in a marriage where you're being beat down, oppressed, whether it's verbally or emotionally being beat down, um, because that's not what, how you were created. You know, uh, I preached a sermon called uh, the, the God's Secret Weapon, Woman. Mm-hmm. And there was a reason why we are once removed from the dirt. I mean, Adam was created straight out of the clay, from the dirt, Right. Whereas we were taken out of the side of of uh, Adam's side, so we didn't even have to touch the dirt, if you um, so to speak. Well, God right. looks at us that way so lovingly and so caringly, uh, and that He even uh, had created that uh, the, a whole system that we are to be taken care of, and 
um, loved as Jesus loved the church and, um, you know, honored and, and all of that. And not, not to get it confused that the man is over us as the head, like he is authoritatively, but more on a responsibility basis. And so I think through the years that have been misinterpreted, it has been um, misused as a way to oppress women. And that saddens me so very much um, because really it's, it's society. It's uh, our society says it's okay. I mean, we have a president who, it, you know, to him, it's just locker room talk, or it's just his right as a rich person to grab the genitals of a woman walking by or, you know, kissing them when he wants to, even if she's married. I mean, those are the kind of things, and I know this is not a political show, but it shows what our, our society has, um, you know, accepted. And so, um, when I absolutely true, and what has happened is throughout the time, what what has happened is we have lost value. There's Mm -hmm. no value within us anymore. Mm -hmm. So back in the day, the woman was a person who stayed home. You know, it was an embarrassment back in the day for a Mm -hmm. wife to go out and work. That was an embarrassment to the man. It was an Mm -hmm. embarrassment for you to voice your opinion. It was an embarrassment for you to walk in front of your husband. All of those things back in the day, those were embarrassing. So when you come from that time, and you come mm-hmm. to the present time where we are, right now within our society, we have lost value within ourselves, period, men and women. Because if you mm-hmm. look at all the things that are going on right now, no one has value within themselves. Because if they mm-hmm. did, they would themselves better than what they do when it comes to this domestic violence situation that's i feel myself as being the self-worth coach as studying this i feel that once we start to gain value with ourselves once we start recognizing our worth things will change they'll change but if when you find yourself not worthy you get kind of you get used to the situation so a lot of these men and women, they've gotten used to their situation. So mm-hmm. we look at it as, oh, my God, because I've said it myself. I've, I've helped different women, and I've said it myself, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, how can she be so weak? What in the world? How much more does this man have to do? But when you break it down and you talk to the person and you start listening to the stories and you start noticing the behavior of the victim, then you begin to realize where it comes from. Okay, mm-hmm. this person has absolutely no value. This person's childhood, they've come from this. This person has been dealing with the situation for however long. And God knows if they have children, you're in a whole nother situation where yes. the mother, they don't want to do anything to disrupt the life of the child, not considering the child is looking at the behavior that's going on in the home. And, and being traumatized. Behavior. That's right. That's right. Now, look, we're on our half hour. I mean, yeah, half hour. Goodness gracious. It's going by so fast. So, <laughs> everybody, please stay put. We'll be right back with Ms. Kimberly Browning, the self-worth coach. She has more to say. Do not go anywhere. We'll be right back after paying some bills. Have you priced commercials lately? Advertising can truly break your budget. 
At Win, we eliminate the most common hurdle to advertising. Advertise with Win to reach potential customers locally, nationally, and internationally for as low as $150. Yes, that's right, $150 per commercial. We Inspire Network Radio is a new and rapidly growing online radio network that boasts of dynamic seasoned show hosts who are drawing audiences from across the nation and abroad. Africa, Australia, Scotland, Canada, just to name a few. We also have the technical capabilities to advertise your products and services through soundbites, slideshows, and more. No long-term contracts. You pay per show. Advertise on WIN, and you are sure to be a winner. For more information, call us, 201-477-0469. Email Annie Bell at wealthmanagement-fs.org. Welcome back to I-Rain Blog Radio Show with your host, Minister Annie Bell. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you for staying with us. If you've just joined us, you have joined into the I-Rain Blog Talk Radio Show. This is Minister Annie Bell, your host. I want to make sure I give you some phone numbers while we're talking about this domestic violence that you can call if you if you witness something. Um, you can call. I mean, you don't have to verify it. You don't have to have concrete evidence. We don't want you to go doing any investigation. If you see something and you're going to, when you see it, you're going to know, Hey, that ain't right. Okay. Something's going to hit your spirit. Something's going to hit your mind and say, "Mm, I don't know if he should have slapped her like that, or he shouldn't have called her that B word and, and all loud in the parking lot, whatever have you. Just call the number and then let the professionals do the investigation. For domestic violence, it's 1-800-787-3224. For sexual assault, it's 1-800-656-4673. For child abuse, 1-800-4-A-CHILD, 1-800-422-4453. And the last number is the sex trafficking hotline, 1-888-373-7888. The, the people at Polaris are doing a great job of getting the um, uh, calls for sex trafficking and getting the victims some help. So also, I want to do, um, you know, make sure that you know there's a trigger warning here that we're going to, you know, talking about getting hit upside the head and bloody noses and stuff like that, that can really trigger some past memories. So don't suffer by yourself. If you need someone to talk to, uh, I'll, I'll talk to you. I will. Um, give me a call at 201-477-0469. We also have some very strong, powerful intercessors who will pray with you. Um, if you need some personal prayer, connect with me on uh, and or my team on Facebook. So again, we are back with Miss Kimberly Brownie and uh, we were just talking about some of the myths. She she hit on a couple of myths. So I'm going to, you know, really start back by, um, off on this uh, half hour about some of the uh, the myths. So let's the first one I have 
is abuse only happens among um, uneducated people or low-income individuals. What do you What do you think about that? Absolutely not. That is definitely mm-hmm. a myth. It's definitely ridiculous. Let me tell you, there are victims that are abused from rich, wealthy couples yeah. down to income. Your income has absolutely nothing to do with it. It doesn't matter who you are. Look at our current president. So it yeah. does not matter who you are. It, your That's income right. has absolutely nothing. That is one of the worst myths possible. Not only your income, your status in life. I mean, the doggone president. That's um, exactly. you know, you know. So and 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 why is that important? It's important because we have to stop revictimizing the victims by trying to fit them in this little, you know, square. Um, when you know, and and it's like, okay, if if it's not this or that, then you're not really being abused because that is more. Um, more trauma, another layer of trauma. Um, did you have a myth that you would like to share with us? Oh, there's so many different myths. There's a myth, yes. like we talked about, one with status. Two, there's another myth um, when it comes to the victim. Um, there's a myth that we bring it on ourselves. Right. She has too much mouth. Um, she doesn't know her place. These are mm. things that we hear about all the time. It doesn't matter. Any of those, none of those myths matter at all. Right. And even from the victim's standpoint, um, there's myths where, oh, well, that person has gone through something. Oh, that person um, just has a short temper. You know, it's not really big. Oh, that person didn't really mean to hurt, you know, he's not a person that would mean to hurt you or whatever. All those things are missed. If you see the behavior, I don't care who it comes from. If you see the behavior, the behavior is there. There's no need in trying to find any cause for it because it isn't. That's right. You know, I read an article last year about this, um, the husband. The, the His wife said something he didn't like and thought that she was being disrespectful. And mm-hmm. there, her his friend was there as well and he was saying the same thing that you know she has too much mouth and um so the husband tied her to a chair and they both the husband and the friend took turns beating her while she's in the chair and killed her and the daughter their three-year-old daughter was right there watching every lick every punch every kick until her mother died in right in front of her that three-year-old baby she's going to grow up either one of two things thinking that hey I'm not going to be a punching bag or two that's what love is um, if they love you they will hit you and cuss you and um, demean you and um and so it is very important that when you're in a situation, the last reason you want to stay is for the child. That is the very reason you need to leave because your children are being traumatized by it. I have one. I have another myth. Um, if you are married, it is not rape. 
That's a myth. Yes, that's a big one, Minister Hebe. That's a really big one, yes. Mm -hmm. The answer no means no. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you are King Jaffe or whether Mm -hmm. you're your day Sam. No means no, period. Because we are married, I am not your property. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. That's right. That's That's the thought. That's the mindset that this generation has. You're married. That's right. And I I don't mean to interrupt you. And I wanted to also speak specifically to the Christian population. Because we are, you know, we have, we we know that we're under um, the teaching that our bodies are not our own as far as both the husband and the woman. Okay? Both of us, husband and wife. We're, our bodies are to be given to each other, but um, there, God speaks, speaks against rape. He, he, he speaks against it, and it has to be us giving unto each other, not one taking, uh, you know, that if you can kind of see that shift in paradigm. Um, now, let's talk about prevention, okay? So how do we prevent domestic violence? To me, um, my personal thought, I think it starts out young. I think we have to teach the children at a very early age. We have to keep them confident within themselves. We have to let them know who they are and whose they are. We need to teach them young because the girls and boys that are growing up these days, they don't have that. Mm-hmm. They don't have that. So when they're just, it's just like they're just a weak individual for these predators to prey on, basically. Yeah. Because if you don't teach them at home, if you're not teaching them at home, teaching them their value, you're not teaching them that they're worthy, that they should have better, that they deserve better, then they're going to fall to these predators that are out here, and they're not going to know actually what love is, what they deserve. And right now, they really don't. These the yes. young girls that I encounter, they're lost. They're totally mm-hmm. lost. They have I mean, no even idea. middle school girls and boys dating are um, there's domestic violence within them. And I well, can't, I can't for the said, life of me get that. The middle school girls and boys that are dating. Mm-hmm. In the yeah. day, you dare come out of your mouth, mm-hmm. and you're not dating anybody. First and of right all, now, yes, you are. And I told my daughter. She can't start dating until she has graduated college and started her own business. <laughs> you see? <laughs> and I know I've taken it to the nth degree, but let's get established within ourselves and become um, able to sustain our own livelihood before getting married and jumping in. And that's for boys, too, men, too. Um, you know, know yourself first. And, um, and so, uh, you know, as you were saying earlier, that about teaching our kids, we have to teach both boys and girls. Uh, yes. Boys not to hit, girls not to hit. Boys, hey, we got to treat, you know, women, your girlfriend, your wife with respect. And the same thing, because what we don't want to do is lay too much responsibility on the, the female population, um, because we do that already with this rape culture. 
we uh, put so much responsibility on the girls on how to dress and how to act and how to not, not go here and don't go past this time when we're not teaching the boys, hey, what does no mean? No means no. Yes means yes. And, um, and we, have to, we have to do it on both ends. Now, I want to talk about um, aftercare uh, real quick before we go on our next break. And how important is it? to have uh, healing once a person has escaped uh, domestic violence? It's very important. It's one of the most important things that they need because you have to look at the situation. That person has gone through so much. Their self-esteem is totally gone. Once again, they have no confidence in themselves. So we have to build them up as well as work within their past. They have to learn to speak out, get over the past, Get rid of all of that in order for them to move forward to become a better person. Because if they don't, what's going to happen is those feelings are still there. They're going to be fine for a little while while they're away from the abuser. However, they're just going to go back to it because that's the same behavior that they're used to. That's the same behavior that they know. They have no value and they feel, okay, this person loves me want to go right back so until we start healing them from the inside and helping them get over their past it's never going to work that's right amen all right we're going to take another quick break i mean a quick one so don't go anywhere stay tuned guys It's not your ordinary radio station, the home of true inspiration. inspiration. We inspire never. We it's not your ordinary radio station, the home of true inspiration. inspiration. We inspire Welcome back to I Rain Blog Radio Show with your host, Minister Annie Bell. Yes, 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 I am back. Again, this is Irene Blog Talk Radio Show. If you're just joining us, listen to the rest of the show, but make sure you go back and hear from the beginning because my guest, Kimberly Brownie, really dropped some knowledge. She shared some things from her heart and from her experiences, both personally and professionally, that you're going to want to hear. So, again, thank you, uh, Mrs. Brownie, for uh, sticking with us. And um, I want to make sure that my audience get an opportunity to connect with you. So please uh, talk about what projects you are working on and um, here currently and in the future and how my audience can get in touch with you. Okay, well, currently I'm working on putting together um, two conferences uh, for my coaching business. What I want to do is I want to reach women in both areas. I am from the Hampton Roads area. However, I live in Northern Virginia. There's a lot of cases 
you could never even imagine how many cases there are within the two areas. So what I want to do is set up a conference in the Hampton Roads area mm. as well as conference in the Northern Virginia area. And I want this to be more of something that's intimate, not a conference where you're coming. Yes, you're going to learn, you're going to get notes, but I want this to be situations where women are coming together to celebrate each other and to discuss the issues that we're having because so often women feel that they're alone with their issues. They're not. There's always someone else out there that's going through worse than what you've been through. So what I've done is I've also partnered with the Born to Lead 2017 Women's Campaign. This Mm -hmm. campaign is used to uplift women, and what we do is we network together, we talk together, we fellowship, we learn, we do different events. There's a lot of different things that go on with this with this campaign, and I am one of the Virginia ambassadors. So it is our goal for us to reach many women in the world as we possibly can all over. It doesn't matter the country. We're trying to reach as many women as we can, and what we want to do is to teach them that they can be leaders themselves, can help other women who are going through different issues, such as domestic abuse, sexual abuse. There's so many different things issues that we discuss. I'm very proud to be part of that as well. And my Kimmy B coaching within my group myself, I'm really pushing for those two conferences to get women together. And my goal is to uplift women. I'm starting from the core. I want to get them from the heart and let them know that they were created and incredible. And it's my job want to help them see that I can get them up on that path where they need to be their journey to themselves because you have to learn who you are as I said before you have to learn who you are before you can move on and once they're able to see the value that they have within themselves they can definitely get on the track to get out of this situation amen amen um, drop your number or um Absolutely. You guys can contact me through my website, www.kymmebasinboy.com. Let me repeat that, www.kymmebasinboy.com. That's www.kimmyb.com. You can contact me through the website. You can also contact me through Facebook at Coach Kimmy B, also Instagram at Coach Kimmy B. And I do have a toll-free number where you can call 24 hours a day, and that toll-free number is 1-888-422-0706. I'll repeat that for you, 1-888-422-0706. Amen. Thank you again so much for um, coming on the show and sharing from your heart uh, and your experience and uh, your professionalism. I appreciate all of that. Thank you so much. And I um, hope my, my audience does get in contact with you, those who are in need. Thank you so much for what you do. Absolutely. You're so welcome. Thank you. It's an honor to be on this show. And I look forward to us getting together to do this again because we have a very, very hard mission that we're after. And I'm, I'm yes. ready for it. Amen. Thank you again so much. All right. Now this is-
the massage. Um, it is time for a raining moment. And, you know, I take a moment out now of each uh, segment of each broadcast to just focus on the healing part. Now, you may, you may or may not know, but your healing does not start just because you are still alive after the abuse. It actually doesn't start until you stop identifying yourself as a victim and you have to start seeing yourself as a survivor. That is a very crucial step that needs to be the first step. It is, it is essential that you align yourself with the adjectives that describe you in the new role, in the new person as the, as the survivor. Take back control of your life, your day-to-day, your thoughts, your feelings. Because as a victim, those basic things were taken. They were stolen from us. So we, got, we have to reclaim it, um, you know, reclaim it and take it back, my dear friend. Take it back. It is yours and, um, and, and yours alone. So, and oh, oh, don't forget, after that, you have to exhale, okay? So listen, I love you dearly. Thank you so very much for um, uh, being a part with, uh, uh, with the movement, with IRAIN. Uh, please make sure that you take those numbers down. If, you, if not, if you look down at, the, uh, at your screen, if you are actually listening to us on, online, you'll see some of the JPEGs that are going through, that are going by, and there is a, a picture there with all the numbers that I have given out. Um, also, if you need to connect with me, connect with me so that we can pray for you. Um, we can help you through. Now, to make a donation or to get in touch with me or my team, please go to www.wealthmngt.org. That's W-E-L-W-E-A-L-T-H-M-N-G-T.org. Or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We give a lot of information out. Um, sometimes it might feel like a, a bit much, but there's so much going on that we want to stay ahead of this sexual exploitation, this child abuse and sex trafficking uh, issue. So we have a lot of information there. You can connect with a lot of people. Even Kimmy B is on, um, on our group as well so that you can, um, you know, help us. We also have senators in our group, um, movie makers. I mean, there's a lot of people who are behind this campaign that um, you can connect with. And so um, uh, Twitter and Facebook at Irene Stop Abuse and Abolish Sex Trafficking. Now, also you can go to YouTube channel, and I reload all of our uh, shows right on YouTube at Irene Blog Talk. Become a subscriber so that you don't miss a show. Well, um, repeat after me because we have come to the end of our show, which is always so sad for me because I love um, coming out and sharing that it could possibly maybe uh, save a life. So uh, if you if you found that this was very good for you, feel free to share it with others, okay? Now, repeat after me. I reclaim my life. I excel at living. I illuminate the dark. I grow in Christ, and I nurture myself and others. Let's reign together with Christ. I hope to see you next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Good night, everybody. Hey, down, break.
Stand.